Welcome to the BYOK Live, where we discuss the trending stories, strangest dilemmas, and real life topics. Okay now, lovelies, let's get into some things. It is Friday! Happy Friday, everyone! Yes, yes, I am live on a Friday, and I'm so excited. Wednesdays apparently didn't work. So I started to come back on a Friday. So happy Friday, everyone. How has your week been? I feel like this week has been forever. I feel like it was like Tuesday, like twice this week. Like, I'm like, is it Friday? I mean, is it Friday yet? I was saying it every day. And I think yesterday I actually thought that it was Friday. <laughs> and every, like, um, that's why I said I think Tuesday happened like twice or whatever. So I'm um, just so excited. It's a Friday. You know, I had a couple of people saying, hey, you're like uh, P. Diddy at the band always saying you close in the studio. And I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> but I am happy to be here on a Friday. Um, I am in Indiana where it's snowy. So if you have um, beautiful weather, um, I'm jealous. So <laughs> but it is winter, you know, so I guess that does come with snow. But I feel like I got a little um, spoiled during the other years because i don't think we had this much snow and i don't think we had this much winter so yeah a little frizzy yeah i don't think we had all of that but um i think we just been spoiled you know with the um the semi semi good weather um anyway um i am just so happy to be here um not gonna take too much of anyone's time we're gonna get through some topics um we're gonna talk about the topic which today is are you on the programming no this is not like a mk ultra type thing and no this is not even about like mind control or anything it's it's like inadvertently being controlled by you know by the way that we were reared up you know and not like being afraid to edit that for the life that we actually want to live so i thought that that was a really good um really good topic to start off with so so yeah so i'm going to uh, i feel like i've been rattling enough um i feel like we can maybe get into get the show started so let's get it started y'all let's get it started all right so um haven't been on in a while but we know that there are certain uh certain segments which is keyword re uh what's the 411 and then we get into the topic so just to give you guys a little reminder for how it goes so the first thing um that we're going to get into is keyword re all right all right all right so keyword re is basically when we just go over like maybe some real life topics but not i don't know it's just it's just a key or whatever and it rhymed with my name so i thought it was pretty clever so the first thing that we're going to talk about is miss tisha campbell we love her i mean she's gina forever um and ever and ever and ever but she wanted to talk to us about almost being abducted so this was actually posted like seven hours ago um on the shade room so uh let's hear what she has to say what happened let me unmute that don't freak out, but I think I almost got snatched up. So I, they don't have Ubers where I'm, I'm filming, and I have to call a taxi. So I get this number, but the the, the truck that the, the van that pulls up is real sketchy looking. But there's a guy in the back seat, right? So when he jumps out, the guy is just standing there. I thought he was getting dropped off, and just standing there. He goes, "Get in!" And I go, "What?" He goes, "Get in!" And I go, "No!" And then I look at the car. Look inside the car. The rubber is pulled up from the bottom. There's dirt everywhere. The, the back seat looked like it's snatched out and snatched out for a reason. And so the guy in the front seat, the, the driver goes, get in the car. And I, Don't freak out, but I think I almost got snatched up. So. Oh, I guess. Oh, there's more. Oh, so I'm not getting in the car. The guy in the back is like kind of motioning his body towards me to get in the car. And the guy says, well, then get in the front seat then. I said, I'm not getting in the car, y'all out of here right i asked the lady at the front desk i said yo who's the guy that gave me this number and she was like why would he give you this number yo this truck is real but they got me stuck they got me up because i ain't gina 
Oh, I'm not getting in the car. The guy in the back is not Okay, kind of so that's the end of it. So basically, um, so what she's saying is, we're going to mute you. So she said, this was a video I sent to my brother right after it happened, but I felt it important for people to be aware. I need for everyone to be overly con conscious of themselves and their loved ones. As um, Tony Dravier said, it's shopping season where traffickers try to snatch people up. If I wasn't from New York, boy, I wish I could talk like her. She said, it's Tony Rivera hadn't schooled me um, and my friends on what to look for. Um, things would have been real different. Plus, I don't sound like I look. Um, she says, and my friends on what I look for. Um, things would have been real different. Plus, I don't sound like I look. What? Oh, also, I am thankful to the production for their concern and their understanding. What's crazy is I went back to the front desk. The guy that gave me the taxi number wasn't there. I asked the woman where he was. She looks at the number and says, why would he give you this number? This isn't normal. Uh, this isn't the normal number. It was a real setup for real. So um, I know that, you know, she's theatrical and people are like laughing or whatever, but that is serious. Like people be there one minute and then they're gone the next. Like so many people are getting snatched up like and no and, and even though it's known, it doesn't feel like I'm not going to say much is being done about it, but much really isn't being done about it. So, you know, just be careful when you're out there, you know, um, and, and be cognizant and, and be discerning like of the situation. Like if it doesn't look like it look right and if it doesn't feel right, uh, 10 times out of 10 is not right at all. So um, we're glad that Tisha is OK and I'm glad that she's bringing awareness. So just be careful out there, even with your your kids, not just the girls either, like the boys to like make sure that everyone is safe you know what i'm saying all right so we're gonna uh take miss tisha off and then we're gonna go to the next key with re um which is basically like talking about working from home like so before i get into this like since um march like the end of march 2022 nope 2020 um i've been working from home right like this pandemic has kind of like um got us into working from home a little bit more convenient and everyone's worried like when the pandemic when the pandemic ends that it's just going to be back to the mundane office work and a lot of people are struggling with that because work is getting done in the comfort of your own home um you're saving money on commuting you don't have to deal with that traffic which can get real annoying wherever you live like i know that when I worked downtown Chicago, like the traffic was insane. And by the time you got to work, you all riled up because you got to you gotta go through the traffic. You got to go through the parking garage. Sometimes it's not parking. Sometimes the parking garage is closed. You know, then you got to make sure you remember where you parked, especially me because I forgot a couple of times or remember the ticket because sometimes I lost the ticket and don't have to pay like the whole $40. That day was horrible, by the way. And um. And then you finally, you got to walk through all of these people. And, and then by the time you get there and you get to work, you're agitated. So, you know, people don't have to deal with the day-to-day, -day, the minutia, the metro, whatever you live like anymore. So um, a lot of people, you know, there's a there's a conversation that's been on a couple of um, Instagram pages where people were bringing up working from home. So this one is actually funny that I want to share. So let me get into it. Uh I just thought this was funny, but this was a segue into the uh, to the subject. So here we go. It's always muted all the time. Me to be in the office every day. No. I'm not desperate <laughs> for camaraderie and attention and lunch buddies. My business and yeah. stuff to do. I don't need to be in the office every day. No. I'm not desperate. <laughs> She says, I'm not desperate, <laughs> but that's how I was looking at like, we're a little bougie, like the people that don't have to work, like work in the office anymore. It's just so convenient. You just wake up, you know, get your little morning coffee, get your little morning routine going. Like I've created a morning routine now and I'm just like all in it. You know, I get up at four, you know, do my little meditation, work out, take my shower, make my breakfast and then sit at my, you know, sit at my desk where I'm at now and do my work. Don't have to worry about getting up so early and worrying about commuting, what I'm going to wear, nothing like that. Just you just comfort. It's just comfort. You know, you only really have to dress up from the neck up when you go to the Zoom um, meeting. So it's like 
I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're going to return, you know, if if um, if we're even going to be the same, if the workforce is going to be the same after this, because this this pandemic has happened for so long, which is we're actually adjusting to the new normal. I know like a couple of years back, it was like, can we adjust to the new normal? But we actually are. So I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? Like, do you work from home? Like, how do you feel about that? So um, I thought that that was funny. But let's get to the real thing. Um, so. The real thing about working from home, let me get to that. La, 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 la. So the real question is, you know, do y'all miss working in the office or do you prefer working remotely? So here's the pros and cons of that. So, I mean, yes, you get to talk to coworkers. There's some little bit of, you know, interaction with people or whatever, but I feel like you can still internet interact with people through chat or something like that. Like I said, like I just named all the great stuff about that. I mean, there is some time you're in the office and you need an answer and you had the convenience of like walking into somebody's office and like asking them that question. But now it's just kind of like, I don't know, like you can still send them a chat. But I think that was the only thing for me when I first started working from home is not having that human interaction. Right. So. Um, so this is what, um, of course, these are Twitter responses, which I always love. So remote for almost two years. Ain't nobody trying to work in the office ever again and deal with microaggressions. That's one thing. That is one thing. It's the microaggressions for me, baby. Shady, shady coworkers, the person who wants to stand at your desk and gossip, inner office politics and commuting in the cold. Nope. Especially now. Do you know how convenient it is not to have to go out in the snow? Hello? And another person was like, whoa, I couldn't imagine myself now going back to that and having to wear hard clothes again. <laughs> and it's funny, we all wear soft clothes. We're in our joggers. We're in our like uh, leisure pajamas. Like I'm sure like the pajama industry is just like skyrocketing or the leisure, the leisure industry, um, so to speak, is is skyrocketing. No, nobody dressing up right now. Everybody chilling. You know what I'm saying? Hey, sis, how are you doing? Happy Friday, love. We're talking about um, do people miss working in the office or they prefer uh, working from home? And I was saying how the workforce is not going to be the same because people are now used to working remotely. So these are just some of the comments um, that are on there. Um, I think it was more or maybe that was it. I thought I saw more. OK, but basically, that's basically what it said about working remotely and working from home or whatever. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Um it's the microaggressions for me. You know, I don't have to put on the smile all day. You know, I could just chill. I could just be chill. And I feel like it calmed me down a little bit too, you know. Yay, hey cousin. Yeah, working from home just seemed like relax and chill, you know. Um, so I don't know. Like if they if they reverse it for us to work in the office, it'll be an adjustment, but I probably would have to do an attitude adjustment too. Like I feel like I'd be angry a little bit about that. So uh <laughs> I thought that was just the subject to bring up, you know. And like I said, I don't think the workforce is gonna go back to what it was anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the new normal. Like I know like when it first happened, we were like, huh, how are we going to get used to the new normal? But we are. We're, we actually are adjusting to it. So before we get into what's the 411, we're going to play uh, one of our sponsors. Shop at So Bomb Trusses to fulfill your hair beauty needs as we've been 100% human hair and custom made wigs. We also provide all textures and lengths to bring out the bomb in you. To keep up with our latest products, sign up on our newsletter at SoBombTresses.com and follow us on IG at SoBombTresses or BrieSoBomb. Right, so now we're with what's the 411. Just to remind everybody, this is just little stuff that's happening um in the world, probably mainly with celebrities, just some crazy stuff going on. I know the biggest thing this week was the whole Cardi B Tasha K. I just didn't want to talk about it today because I talked about it two days ago. You know, there's this crazy idea I had where now I go live at 6 a.m. and it's called like BYOK two cents. Yes. So you probably don't know that because normal people are asleep around that time, right? So I talked about it. I talked about that a couple of days ago ago um and basically i was feeling bad for her but then she kind of like released this gas lighting statement and i'm still talking about it so she lost a lot of subscribers because she just wouldn't hold herself accountable for what she did so you know if people don't like her that's kind of on her but that's not what i want to talk about today because that's everywhere and i'm actually tired of that story but what i do want to talk about is madonna's junk in the trunk she is so happy about this but y'all like 
I have seen videos of her twerking. I have just seen her poking it out. She is excited about this butt. The only thing is, she is the only one that is excited about this butt. You have Nelly saying, you know, something should just be left covered. A lot of people have been saying that, but my thing is, this is Bill kind of, she want to showcase her butt, let her showcase her butt. Honey, Madonna out here like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? This is my butt and I'm going to flaunt it. So I thought it was funny because I'm always seeing Madonna butt online. Like, she's really excited about this butt. I don't even know where they pulled that from. I just think it's, I don't know, it's kind of weird proportioned or whatever, but whatever the case, it's her butt <laughs> and she likes it and she's going to show the, she's going to show the world and we know anything about Madonna. She's never been shy about who she is. So, and I don't even think she cares about the criticism. I think she loves it. She welcomes it. She invites it. So, um, that was the quick one on that. So I don't know who keeps up with the tiger. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> I forgot I can hit the comments. Yeah, it does. It looks weird, but she loves her butt. Like, she's infatuated with it. Like, it's everything to her. You know what I'm saying? So, uh. <laughs> so I don't know who watches the Tiger King, but uh, it's not looking too good for Mr. Joe Exotica. Actually, he Exotica, Joe, Joe Exotic. Actually, he was resentenced re to 21 years in prison for murder for hire charge involving carol baskin now if you know carol baskin apparently she fed her husband to the cats but she didn't get caught for that apparently this guy got caught and he he has so many advocates too like he was so so arrogant that he sent one of those pardon requests to trump when trump was about to like leave out of office and um, he didn't get it. He didn't get pardoned. But he had a limo be sent to the jail because he just knew. He just knew that uh, he was going to be pardoned. And instead, later on, he's convicted uh, 21 years of prison. So it says it looks like Joe Exotic still has some time before he's re he'll release from prison. He got some time. They play too much. 21 years is forever. On Friday, a federal judge resentenced Joe after a federal appeal court ruled that his sentence should be shortened. <laughs> According to AP, AP News, Joe was resentenced to 21 years in prison, which is only reducing his previous sentence by a year. He is currently serving time on a murder for hire charge, which involved his Tiger King um, rival, Carol Baskin. Joe, who is set to begin treatment after being diagnosed with cancer, said to the judge on Friday, please don't make me die in prison, waiting for a chance to be free. Kara and her current husband were also present in court as she expressed her fear of being threatened by Joe. First of all, this lady don't seem scared. If you've seen the season, she does not seem like the victim. She seems like she's victimizing, but I just, just my opinion. She looks scary. She actually looks like a cat too. Uh, she said he continues to harbor intense feelings of ill will toward me. In January 2020, Joe was sentenced to 22 years behind bar bars, and he was convicted of reportedly trying to hire someone to kill Karen Baskin. Um, so, so basically, they took a year off the sentence. What a slap in the face for your your lawyer to go to court to lessen your sentence, and the judge was like, "Okay, you get a year off." <laughs> that's horrible and he has cancer i didn't even know that he had cancer so you know um joe is sticking to he was set up he didn't try to hire her he feels like it was some ops in his camp that set him up and he's sticking to it he is sticking to it there's actually a second season of tiger king where he, i mean he's still colorful in jail he on the phone got all the stuff saying all the stuff and a lot of people are saying that they lied and um and they're trying to retract their statement but i believe carol baskin money is really 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 long so i don't i don't know how it's gonna look for him you know what i'm saying cousin is saying hey mom uh i watched the first season yes it was insane first of all why would a person want to have a tiger as <laughs> Do you realize those cubs get bigger and vicious and they will swallow you? Just saying. Uh, she's not scared of anything. Yeah, she looks scary and she looks like a cat. I'm like, if anything, she's trying to hire to kill somebody. And, uh, oh, mom, mom saw it. <laughs> so what do you guys think about that? I don't know. I think the whole thing is hilarious. I know it's real life, but the story is so bizarre. <laughs> it's just like, what? What is that? 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like it because, like I said, it's bizarre. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. And they're housing like 50 million tigers and stuff like that. I'm just like, that's not normal. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Speaking of not normal, how many, where were you when you found out that Bill Cosby was not the man that you thought he was? I believe I was sitting on the couch and scratching my head and still not believing the allegations that was towards him. And even with the allegations, he still got out of jail on the technicality. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because a lot of people is like, why is he out of jail? It feels like he's getting, um, you know, getting away with it. They're so upset about it that a documentary is being, um, I think it's coming out like uh, January 30th, which is actually in a couple of days about this they're saying bill cosby's and then bill cosby's spokesperson is saying he's defending his legacy but i'm like is his legacy defendable <laughs> like what do you guys think like after everything that's been said i mean yes he has left a footprint you know uncle bill you know and and you know he's pillar of the community da 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 da, da but the thing he was charged of it just kind of like just flushes that down it's sort of like how do you guys feel about like bill cosby's legacy you know what i'm saying I like it too. I think she did. She did. She did feed her husband to the tigers. But here's the thing: she must have made sure they ate all of them because they can't prove anything. They have tried and tried and tried to to prove that she killed her husband and nothing. And that's why she tried to lock up Joe because Joe was trying to expose. Like he the one who told everybody he think that's what happened. So so yeah, I still watch the Cosby Show. Right, right, right. Because that's a part of of our culture. I mean, like that's. What is, I think it was him. It was that in a different world. That was Bill Cosby's doing, you know, you know, try, he, he and, and then the end. And you know what made because I, I got so much to say about it. But you know what made the last show, the Cosby show so epic to me out of all the daughters, they had one son. And the only graduation they showed in the entire season was a black male graduating from college. How powerful was that? And, they, and then at the last episode, they show how Theo started, what he didn't care about school, whatever. I don't want to go to school. I'm just going to be me. You know, he kind of had that whatever attitude. And then the last episode, we saw his whole journey of his struggles as a black man. And he still was able to press through and get that, that college degree. Do you know how how? impactful that was how impactful the cosby show was as a whole you know not even just that episode but how impactful the whole thing was and it's like you can't erase his legacy but it just feels a little tarnished by the series of events you know what i'm saying um i don't know where i was his career is over and so is his legacy no one looks at him the same they don't i don't even look at putting the same like huh <laughs> just so sad so anyway this is a little excerpt of the documentary i'm definitely going to uh, watch this and i'm definitely going to review this so here we go doing spanish fly the girl with drinking and hello america bill cosby had been one of my heroes i'm a black man stand-up comic i was born in the 70s but this more trouble for Bill Cosby. The accusations just keep coming in. This was complicated. How do we talk about Bill Cosby? Uh, uh. It's complex, Kamal. You know, and what you're doing. Okay, I'm show us. So, I'm I'm down for it. Uh, I want to watch it because I want to see what people are going to say. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just it's just so touchy. I still like the Cosby's too. He was a pawn used in the Me Too Mill movement. There is a conspiracy out there that he was trying to purchase NBC. And how it even came about is a, a comedian brought it back up. And then the girl, I guess, saw it and she she brought it back to the forefront and all these other people came up to the forefront. So nobody was saying anything, you know, every, everybody was minding their own business. The comedian brought it up and then it just turns. But here's the thing. And this is not negating, you know, what, what he was charged for, but how many other people were uncovered during that me too movement. And they saw like maybe two days of jail of any, I don't know. I don't know. 
um so true and the show didn't yeah they didn't even show display the daughter's wedding that's why i felt like the last episode was intentional it was a message in that and that's why that always rung with me you know always that ma for real pudding's not the same <laughs> it's not the same they just messed up my whole childhood <laughs> Like for real, man, for real. <laughs> so yeah, so that uh that was our key with Re and what's the 411. Um great topics as always. You know, news is kind of slow, you know. So uh, maybe that's a good thing that news is kind of slow, or maybe everybody just don't want to go outside, or maybe people are just tired of shenanigans. I don't know, but news has been kind of quiet on my end. So on my end, like I would be in the news. <laughs> Down there, I'm just saying, oh, I have, I uh, revamped my site when I was gone. Um, it's www.beyourownkind.com to join the newsletter. Please be sure to check that out. Um, and if you are on YouTube, please, 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 please subscribe. My cousin, Tasha, I remember, she subscribed today. So I just want to give you a public thank you for that. Um, I saw that and they said he, can I say that on YouTube, the B word? The B-E-A-S-T-A-L-I-T-Y. They're saying that he was um with the dogs. So I'm interested in that. And it's even weird because this guy's not even here. But here's the thing. Everybody knew what he was doing too. Everybody knew what he was doing too. And then, then it, some people even were like, oh, he's old. Bill Cosby is like 100. Okay, I always say people are 100. Mm -hmm. But Bill Cosby is like in his 80s. You know what I'm saying? Like... It, it it's the, it's the double standard for me. It, it none of it is right, but it's like if it's if it's an offense, let it be an offense across the board. Like that's what I'm saying about it. You know what I'm saying? So um, today's subject is: Are you still under programming? And as I said earlier, no, this is not an MK Ultra. <laughs> uh episode this is not about conspiracy theories or someone controlling your mind it's basically how you are controlling your mind like are you controlling your mind are you controlling your destiny or are you still arrested to the social constructs that you grew up on for instance a young lady needs to be like this a married woman needs to conduct herself like this if you want to get a job you need to look like this and be like this in order to be accepted you have to talk like this you have to smile you have to this oh you want this dream do you really no i don't think that fit we don't do stuff like that things like that like do we still have that in the back of our minds when we are making life decisions or discovering like what life do we want do we even know what life that we want or if we're even doing something that we love to do or are we still stuck in oh my god my mom wants me to know this is what my mom want me for from me or this is what my dad want from me i have to stay i have to be a good little girl and you're like 40 you know what i'm saying well in my case and you're like 40 so you know um i wanted to talk about that because as with anything um this this was just a thought that was on my my brain you know what i'm saying so the first question that i wanted to bring up um and let's discuss is Growing up, when you were growing up, what were some of the guidelines or rules you received from your village? Like, number one, with men, little boys don't cry. Do you know how many men or little boys, if they were allowed to cry, that they wouldn't be as aggressive or angry? You know what I'm saying? You know, and women are supposed to be subservient. Yeah, but some women are, are reared up to care so much about other people, and then they become older. And they have no idea how to nurture themselves. You know, they take, you know, when a boy hits you, another one when you were younger, when a boy hits you, that means he like you. So it teaches kids at a young age that it's okay to be around an aggressive person. Because that means that's, that mean he's showing you love. These are little things that are said when we are growing up that it seems harmless when you're young, but when you grow older, you're stuck to to these constructs and these ways, you know, um, 
Yeah. So what are you saying? I am in deprogramming process. I believe in decent and order, but not the pressure of doing everything perfectly. That's another thing. That's another thing. You know, even even as a Christian, like how you act as a Christian. Yes, you're supposed to be kind, but you're not supposed to be anybody fool. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to be any any throw rug either because you're not junk. So nobody should be treating you as such. You know what I'm saying? Like it's these little things. And, and yes, these are these little things that we have grown up. But then I think about think about career rise like how many people wanted to like travel or i think my okay so i'll share with you like when i was younger i wanted to be a journalist or a food critic now i was excited about being a food critic because i like food but then when i realized or shrimp told me that i was allergic to shellfish um i kind of threw that out the window because i'm like now i'm kind of you know i can't eat all foods i mean really in reality it's other foods besides shellfish, but it would limit, you know, the ability. This is me as a kid thinking about that. So now I was like, well, I love to write. Like I used to write all the time, all the time. And I think that was a reason why I was so um, fixated on Carrie from Sex in the City because she would write, she would live her life and it would be glamorous. She'll be traveling. She lived in New York. I want to live downtown Chicago though. You know, like that was, that was my dream. And it was just kind of like, you're going to college. And granted, maybe Carrie did go to college, but it was like, you're going to college that's not a steady job. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and you get older and you're like, maybe, maybe I do need to make some type of money growing up, but that doesn't mean that writing is still not something that, you know, that I, I didn't want, I wanted to do. And it's not, it's no shade to parents. They just want you to do better. However, when you get older in life, you actually, when you're 18, you actually have that choice to go your way, but you don't go your way because still you're your um your actions is still predicated or attached to those expectations that was placed on you when you were younger um in my opinion uh some boys become angry bitter men because they don't release the crying some women grow up and are in abusive relationships they are even the way that you're raised um by parents that's important if you're around you know mom who's in an abusive relationship but she don't leave you think that's fine so when you grow older and she's like you need to be treated with respect Oh, am I? You know, some kids, you know, kids got a way of, of daggering their parents, you know. So you didn't do it. So <laughs> but that's another one. <laughs> yeah, I saw that about Hefner, the glory and idolize of these men. I don't get that piece. But even with that, the reason why these men get away with so much is because anything that is done to women that is disrespectful has always been our fault. If you if you were um vivacious and and kind of sassy you fast you could just be a person that just like the spotlight or could be a, a a singer or somebody in the spotlight in the future you're fast if you wore something too short well if you wouldn't wear something short then he wouldn't have did that to you we have always been made to feel like when men objectify us that it is our fault it was something that we did to cause it and that's still a thing now Men can wear whatever they want to wear. They can walk down the street in their boxers and no one would say anything. Matter of fact, people be trying to take pictures and stuff. Let a woman do that and then she get assaulted and that's her fault. That's one of them. That's a societal thing right there with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, basically, yes. Victim blaming, victim blaming, blaming. You know what I'm saying? And then you have that, that growing up where everything is made to be your fault. So then you grow up and you don't give yourself mercy or grace. You know what I'm saying? You don't give yourself mercy or grace or 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 you grow up and you don't have a voice. And so you realize like and it is so much stress and so much pressure. Some people are stressed out and depressed today because they can't cut out of those those that the social construct. And they can't just say, look, look, I realize this is how you were raised, but I have to break out of this. I have to break out of this because it's, it's stressing me out. It's stressing me out. Any expectation is going to stress you out. And I don't even know if I'm on the subject anymore, but any any expectation is going to stress you out. You know what I'm saying? Children, um, yes, they do. You think they're not seeing, you think they sleep. Let me tell you, I wasn't sleep half the time. I heard all the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just kind of like, you know, and be and that's another thing. Be careful what you say in front of kids, because let me tell you something. Nobody tells on another person as much as a kid. If you have been talking crap about somebody and you bring that kid around that person, <laughs> a kid will give that away anytime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, be careful what you what you say and you do around kids. They are so impressionable, like so impressionable. 
Uh, what is the subject again? Oh yeah. So um, <laughs> so um, on the Be Your Own Kind website. Now I'm going to quote myself because I've uh wrote start writing a little bit. Um, I'm just going to go on a paragraph that kind of got into what I'm talking about right now. So when I was younger, um, I was very open and did not give a crap about what others thought. When I entered my 20s, I was told to grow up. Now you're telling somebody, technically your brain is not fully developed to 25, but that's just a little tidbit. Um, Enter my 20s when I was told to grow up and I needed to be this and I needed to be that. I needed to talk a certain way, be a certain way. Even now with a degree. Oh, I've, I've someone said, you don't sound like nobody that have a master's. How does a person with a master's sound? I thought you just have a master's when you do the work, you earn it and you, you get the degree. You know, just the pressure. It's always some type of construct some type of label some type of something you can't just be your own master master degree recipient you you gotta be this certain way because you have this you gotta be be a certain mother you, you know you're neglecting your kids when you're when you're trying to do self-care or you're neglecting your husband because you want to go get your nails done or you're neglecting god because you want to watch love and hip-hop on tv all of that is pressure man that is pressure, man. And when do you get a chance to breathe? When do you get a chance to breathe? Because you're so busy trying to trying to fit into all these little life macros. You know, the wife macro, the mother macro, the woman, the professional. It's just so much when it's like, why can't you just be you? Why can't you just bring your individuality and your uniqueness to any hat that you wear in your life? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? um too much pressure we have the power to lift that pressure yes and that's what this is about that's that's the last question but you are right you are right we have the power to lift the pressure off us but first we have to realize that some of the stem and some of the root of that is because we're still living up to phantom their phantom expectations at this point because yes our parents expected something from us from age uh, zero to 18. But when you're 19, 20, 21, and you're at the house, this is your chance to discover life for yourself, experience life for yourself. Now, I'm not saying throw everything they gave you out, you know, the rule book out. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is some of that stuff is, is just not conducive to the person that you're trying to become as an adult. And some of that stuff is not even that deep. It's just something that they were taught, or it's just those those little norms or whatever that's been placed from generation to generation to generation. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 what happens in the house, stay in the house. Yes, it that does have, you know, its place. But if somebody's in the house is hurting somebody in the house, that should not stay in the house. <laughs> the person should get help because some people are constantly getting abused and 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 molested over and over again because what goes in the house stays in the house. Some of these rules are stupid. <laughs> I couldn't find a better word. Sometimes the rule. No, that. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. The rule book doesn't fit everybody. And I was talking to somebody yesterday um, that in life, we're just troubleshooting. We're just troubleshooting. But when do we ever get that opportunity to troubleshoot, to see what works for us, to see what we want to do if we're constantly living under the quote unquote programming? You know what I'm saying? Um, also, for me, it's the training that says if it's not done my mom's way, then it's wrong. Oh, she doesn't understand that we live in a different lifestyle and have a different purpose. Exactly. And that is when it's up to you to well to understand, which I know that you have to, to get to the point where, look, this is the road that I'm going. I, I understand this is the road that you went. But there's also two ways to, to skin a cat, which is a terrible saying, but it's two ways to do something. I can still be a great mother and do it differently. You know, I still have the foundation. I love I love my kids like you love me, mom. You know, I, I want the best for them like you did. But as far as the, the intricate details of how I'm raising them, these work for my kids. You have three different kids, three different personalities. You can't even raise one kid the same way because it's three different people. It's three different people. So for you to use one style for three different people, somebody's going to be left out. Somebody's not going to be communicated to or reared up that that is specific to them. You know what I'm saying? Um, exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't. There is more. It's more than one role. You know, it's, everything's not black and white. You know, we have other colors here. Um, she can't understand that God has me doing things another way. So I have to... <laughs> 
That is true. And you know what? Even if she never understands it, here's the thing that I struggle with when it comes to going against the grain. It's the it's the reactions. But when I go against the grain, it's the it's the pushback. It's the not answering the phone. It's the it's the it's the pushback when I finally say no. Look, this ain't gonna work for me. I understand this work for you, but this is not gonna work for me. You know that that be that that is my thing. Like I can't handle the 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 end result of it. Like the people pushing back or whatever. And you have to reach a point where you don't care because I believe uh, Tasha said it the other day. Like, can you sleep at night? Did you get everything off your chest where you could sleep at night? That's important. I understand you don't like my choice, but my choice has helped me sleep better at night because I know I'm doing what God has instructed me to do because he gave me these children. So he's going, he's giving me instruction on how to raise them and I'm not going to go the alternate way. You know what I'm saying? Um, exactly. You need a totally different. Uh, no, they don't work. I, and, and I don't have children, but I was a child and me and my sister are two different people, which makes us click amazingly. But mom had to raise us two different ways. We weren't in the same. We're not the same. We're not the same. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Each child is different. I raised my daughters totally different because I real. Oh, <laughs> well, my mom just said it. So that, that, <laughs> that confirms it, right? We're not the same, um, but we have to be okay with not having their approval. We have to be okay. And it's not even parental approval. It's just it, at this point, anybody approval. You know, you have to figure out what works for you because- there are people who have lived long lives and cannot say that they've done anything for them. And yes, it, that's a very charitable life, but was it a happy and fulfilled one? Maybe it was, but for me, I would like to get some stuff done for me <laughs> in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Um, another thing is sometimes we are so worried about people's i got you people's reaction about us going against the grain so we don't even go against it right right then there's that concern oh my god people might stop talking to me oh my god i might get iced out you know here's the thing people come around people come around do you know how many crazy ideas i have people that that know me i always got a business going i always got something going i did reefs and they weren't even selling and my husband calls it the most expensive hobby ever but you know what he let me be my own kind always you know my sister always said that's your problem nobody ever stops you you know what but i'm grateful i'm grateful that my mom and my family and my friends go on all these little roller coasters with me they be like okay renita's selling safety pins this week okay you know what i'm saying like <laughs> because i was trying to figure out what was working for me you know what I'm saying? Like, and even, even though, like, even my grandma was like, I have no idea what you're doing, but okay. <laughs> because you, how, how will I know what works out for me if I'm never given the liberty to do it? And even if someone thinks that my ideas is stupid and it's not going to work, do you hear all of those success stories where people started out as something and everybody was like, that's not going to work. And then they turn out to be multimillionaires. You never know. You never know if you're stunning yourself by staying attached to other people's expectations. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Everything doesn't work for everybody. So I think we'll just move to the next uh, the next question because I don't want to hold you guys too long. So the second question is, are you predicating your actions oh, on the opinions of others? I can honestly say, yes, I have, you know, and thanks to therapy, <laughs> I am learning to separate that. And you know what? And I had to also accept that there's always going to be a part of me that want my mom to be proud of me. You know what I'm saying? There's always going to be a part of me that want my dad to be part of me. But I had to learn, I mean, proud of me. But I had to learn that if they don't agree with something that I do, that's also okay. And that doesn't make them less proud of me. They just don't agree with what I'm doing. <laughs> That's it. It doesn't make them love me less. It doesn't make them make them care less. They just don't. They don't like it. They don't agree with it. And when I wake up in the morning, the world will not be blown up and everything will be okay. Sometimes our head gets like, oh, my God, my mom don't approve. Okay, well, let me not do this. No. Do you know how many? Here's the thing. Do you know how many decisions their parents didn't agree with? And they went ahead and did it. And I think sometimes people forget about that. Do you know how many times they probably went against the grind and their parents was like, what are you doing? And it wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, oh, I got some going on. What'd you say? Oh, you have the right to try things. I'm proud that you aren't afraid to try. Most people never get the ideas out of their head. That's the thing. I want it out of my head. <laughs> I don't want to quit thinking about it. <laughs> Thank you, Ash. There you go, Nita. You just said it. How will we know what works if we never branch out? You know what? I'd rather start something 10 million times and fail at it 10 million times than to have 10 million ideas that I never tried. I don't want what it could have, should have. I don't want that. No, I just don't. Um, you have to find right. You have to find out. Hey, hey, traveling cuties, which is Kim. How you doing? <laughs> Preach. I know I'm always on my soapbox, girl. <laughs> yes, and I have, and I'm breaking free from that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes other people can't see your vision. It's your vision, even if it's given to you by God. That's the thing. Every last one of us have a purpose, a sole purpose. Every last one of us have a lane. There was a meme that I put on my personal Facebook that said, here is somewhere you could go for free, your lane. And it's not even free in the sense of money to me. It's freedom to be in your lane because it's, it belongs to you. There are so many things that we have to share in life. We don't have to share our lane. You know, we don't have to share our lane. We don't, it's our lane. It's our kind. And even if we choose to do something that a million other people do, it will never be the same because it ain't you. We are so unique and creative in our own way. We don't need to be in nobody else's lane because our lane is so special and so specific to the specialness of us. I don't even know if that's a word, but but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, and a lot of times people won't understand our actions, but as long as we understand, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. There are a lot of things that our family do and our friends do that we would never understand. But one thing I'm going to do is support you because I want that support. There are a lot of things that I do that absolutely no one understands. But I'm supported. I'm not going to ever try to deter someone from something that they want to do. And if it doesn't work out, I'm going to try to present plan B, C, D, E, F. Come on, let's get this going. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to make you feel because sometimes your words can stop a person. You know how many people that wanted to step that don't that are doctors and lawyers and they don't even want to be that. Do you see all these stories where people wait today like they 50s and they, they finally get the nerve to say, I don't want to do this no more. They'd be like like surgeons opening up bakeries or making cups because that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to they wanted to do this creative stuff all this time. But they, they, they couldn't cut from the expectation. They couldn't detach from the expectation. You only get one life. This is not an audition, y'all. This is the real thing. We only get one life. It's not an audition. So make sure that you're living it like you, like you desire to live it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've always danced to the beat of a different drummer. And just coming to realize. It is, and you have ma. And you have ma. And that's amazing. And I feel like that is why I'm like that. That is why I'm like that. That's why Chris is like that. That is a great thing to inherit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've tried to let my daughters. Yes, and you have. We are both unique. We are both unique. You know what I'm saying? Um, 100% do you all. Exactly. And this is what I love about Kim. Always been her. Always been her. Everybody listening to the same thing. And Kim's going to come in there listening to Queen or listening to Aerosmith or like it's because of her. I know those people and I like some of those songs, you know, and, and everybody else like, you know, were kind of against it. And it was funny. But to me, I was intrigued. I'm like, oh, this is a different kind of music. I love all types of genres. And part of that is because of her, because she didn't care. She didn't care. Kim has always been Kim since I, and I've known her since sixth grade so 12 years old oh my god kim that's a long time baby six, six, six was it i think it was seventh grade seventh grade you know what i'm saying and she's always been her always always still to this day her and she's been unapologetically her the whole time um you got that right i've expressed that i expressed the okay mama work with you i've expressed 
that but at the end of the day they are individuals and clones of anything right there are a lot of things my daughters don't understand but i do but they support me and i support them they do hey 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 michi how are you doing doll hey michi yeah our drums don't beat real our drums do be real different it does but it works because because we're different then we can sharpen the other person i'm all about that iron sharpen iron mentality right you got this you got this skill you got this skill you got that skill and we can all like sharpen from each other that's what it's all about like i've learned so much from everybody in my life i've learned so much so much i'm not gonna instead of being jealous and envious of what you got i'm gonna ask you how you do that you know what I'm saying? How do you stay happy? I always ask Derek, how do you not care about certain things? And he just explains it to me. So he's teaching me how to detach from things that don't matter. Instead of me being jealous about it, instead of me talking about you, how you do that? How do you manage to do that? I, I see that you you got that naturally. Can you give me some tips on that? Because I'm struggling with that. What is the problem with telling somebody you struggling? Why is that such a negative connotation to tell someone you struggling? why because if they're really in your circle they're gonna reach their hand out and if they don't reach their hand out and make you feel bad about it then that ain't the circle you need to be in in the first place and this is off subject sorry when it don't fulfill you anymore right make the changes if the life no the life you live no longer serves you go somewhere else um kim <laughs> michi kristen is excited about you too being on, on the line and so am i sometimes we put unwarranted expectations on ourselves and uh, yeah now we do have phantom expectations on other people too i know we're talking about the ones we have but we we i mean i have wrote another blog gotta do a little promo be your own kind.com i had wrote another blog about how i used to always be on Derek. like man i wish he was this i wish he was that and then one day i stopped and i said and i saw the little things he do for me that i never have to think about there are a lot of little things that can that makes it such a big deal that he does for me and because he does doing this one thing i feel he should do that by the way is not even in his character he has been him since i've been 14 years old <laughs> so now now that we're married i want him to be a totally different person like 11 years ago you know what i'm saying but over time even especially now with the pandemic there are things that i'm blessed that I don't have to ever think about. And it's things that he's blessed that he never had to think about. And that's what makes it work. You know, instead of wanting to be this person or make a, make a whole nother person, why not just appreciate people where they're at? Appreciate people where they're at. And then maybe they will want to start uh, talking and start compromising and start that. But who wants to compromise with somebody that's always trying to nag and don't even appreciate the things that they do? You know what I'm saying? um yeah we go way back remember me making yes i do remember you making me listen everybody hurts guys guys that is the most depressing song to date <laughs> that i've ever heard we were sitting on my grandma's stoop i'll never forget it and kim was like let's listen to this song and by the i mean by the end of the song when he was trying to encourage people to hold on i was already letting go like i was so sad me and her got so sad we had to walk up and down my grandma block until we felt better then mom then we got in trouble because mom was like was scared and thought something happened to us because we had just left and i'm like mom we had to take a walk we had to take a walk that was hilarious mommy says hey kim <laughs> exactly instead of hating on what somebody got just ask them how they did it if you're trying to get a house and you see other people getting houses hey buddy hey buddy well how was your credit looking when you started you never know because we sit and that's why jealousy is stupid because we sitting and we're being jealous of somebody but we don't know their story just like we going through stuff other people don't went through stuff you know what i'm saying and you'll talk to somebody that think they got it all together and they'll come to you and be like babe i have no idea what i'm doing I have no idea. Every time I've done that, I'd be like, you're amazing. They're like, Emma? Because <laughs> you don't know that person's story. Everybody, people that's getting this stuff, they work for this. Like I look at the YouTubers that got all these subscribers and these platforms that are so big, but they put in the work. They were consistent. How could I get jealous of a bigger platform? Because first of all, they started years before me and I'm just really starting, you know, and starting to be consistent. How can I get mad at that other person? I have to put in the work just like they did. Why don't I reach out? How you do that? 
jealousy is a wasted is the wasted energy for me. Um, that's the way to go, right? Um, and I'm always rubbing on Michi. Like, how you do that? How you do that TikTok? I don't know how to do that TikTok. How am I ever gonna know if I don't ask? It's some things that we we trying to learn the hard way when there's somebody sitting right next to us that can just tell us. That can just tell us how to do it. <laughs> but we so some people just so jealous <laughs> that they can't allow themselves to, to, to reach out and ask about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you never want to be seen as not always being strong. Sometimes when people are used to you being strong, it's hard to show people that you are struggling. Hmm. I had to learn to do that to let people know that it's not always okay on my end. But what is strong and what is weak? Those definitions are so, it's so tricky to me. What is strong and what is weak? Are we strong when we don't ask for help? Are we strong when we keep things to ourselves? Or is it strength in the vulnerability? Is it strength in me opening myself up in the hopes of receiving what I'm looking for? And even if I get rejected before, is it strength to open myself up back again? You know what I'm saying? I feel like the, the, the definition of strength is just so... You got to be this hard boss person. Who want to be a boss 24-7? Who want to do that? That's a lot of supervising. I don't want to do that. (laughs) You know? You know, so when you show vulnerability, it's always being shown as as being weak. But somebody brought that to my attention that vulnerability is actually strength. Because you're opening yourself up to possibly get hurt again. You know what I'm saying? So people that open up themselves to love or open them up themselves to, to ideas and stuff, and they constantly getting a no, constantly getting a no, that takes strength. Do you know how much strength it is to get back up when you've been knocked down? But how much strength does it take to get knocked down and stay there? How strong is that to just stay there? That's why that strength and weak thing be a little weird to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, Some people don't ask for help because they don't want to return <laughs> give credit to some random person that repeated what you had said like years ago like I I told her that (laughs) it is for people like that sometimes I don't think it's about uh oh oh some oh this is Kristen it's throwing me off sometimes I don't think um it's about returning the favor I think for me it's just that you never want to bother anyone for help because you never know what they have going on themselves that's another thing that's empathetic like people have their own you know, their own things that they're going through. But it's some people who, even when they're going through something, they'll still stop what they're doing to check you out. They will, you know, and, and if they're a real, for real person, they'll let you know, hey, hey, I got a little in my cup I can pour on you. And then they'll even say, hey, I might be a little empty this time, but let, let's, let's pray. They'll give you something. You know what I'm saying? It is people that are going through things, but I'd rather you reach out to me going through something and then you don't and you're drowning. You know, that's just, I don't know. I think that's just just how I am. Kristen, you just described my struggle. It's hard when you're the strong one. It is. And you're constantly giving to people and you're constantly doing this for people. But strong people on this chat, you have to remember that you also need to be filled. You also need to be supported and you deserve that. You deserve that. So the struggle, maybe the struggle is that your support system is not reciprocating and you need to find that 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 group that will reciprocate where it's not a struggle, where it's seamless. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been guilty of the unwarranted expectations of other and myself and realized, nope, everyone has the right to be themselves, their own individual. They do. They do. But mom, give yourself grace. How many unwarranted expectations were you put under growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like we we do these things because this is how we're, this is my point. These are things that happen when we grow up. And it's like when you reach a point where enough is enough, I got to detach from this. I got to detach from that. I can't do that. I'm not doing that no more. You know what I'm saying? You reach the point where your happiness and your peace is, is, is number one over anything else, over anything else. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Mommy McCoy and Kristen. I love the haze. <laughs> No, I figured it. I figured it. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Strong and weak is whatever we want it to be, whatever we have been taught that is. Perfect, Kristen. Perfectly said. We have and no, not because we ask not. Okay, preacher. Okay, preacher. <laughs> Good point, Chris. 
Um, transparency is strength. I learn from my daughters all the time. Oh, mommy, they teach me so much and show and show me there is more than one way to the destination. They do. I'm just not a black and white person. And I don't know if it is um, my zodiac sign, my makeup, whatever. I've just never been a black and white person. Uh, actually, um, the same thing bores me. Um, and it makes me go to sleep and I can't hold my attention. I've just never been a black and white person. Like, I don't know. That's just how I was born. Um, please reach out. Yes, please reach out. If you need someone to talk, please reach out. There are so many people that have that sit in silence, like not sit in silence, but struggle in silence because they're afraid of being a bother to somebody else. Bother me. Get on bother me. If you you want to talk, let's talk. And if I have no advice, I'll sit and just listen to you. I mean, I mean what? And we said that the other day. Like sometimes people just want to vent. They don't even want advice. They they just want to vent. You know what I'm saying? Like be the light that the person needs. Because sometimes we are being lights that, that we, sometimes we're unwarranted lights. Sometimes we're giving unsolicited advice too. But that comes with, I think that's another subject. <laughs> so my last question before we head out is, what do you believe you were called to do? Now, I want people to actually answer this in the comments. Because I want you to think about what do you believe is your calling? What do you believe is your purpose? Um... I'm learning to give myself grace, mercy, and forgiveness. Yes, that grace and that mercy, but that forgiveness, like, look, I know I messed that up, but you know what? I forgive me because that releases you to keep trying. When you're sitting there and you, and and, and this has actually been my struggle for the last two weeks. When you're sitting there and you, you, you're you in your pity party, oh, I did this wrong. I, I didn't know. You know what? I can't go back and change any of that. I have to forgive myself. You know, um, I what if I disappoint myself? But what if I make myself proud? What if this time around, I actually get the said thing done? You know what I'm saying? What if I actually accomplish what I'm setting out to accomplish? You know what I'm saying? I am color. Yes, mom. You are colorful, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Mommy's always matching. <laughs> so I didn't get to read everything, but I do want to read this because, you know, I like I should have been a teacher because I always get books and stuff. But I'm reading this book now. It's called Make the World. Oh, can you see your runway by Lyris Cross? She was a um, well, she is a plus size um model. She was on like the 16th um the 16th season of Project Runway. She's just dope. She's dope. And I just want to read this um to you guys. It it says um many times our purpose is shown in glimpse in our childhood. Our calling calls us, but we are sometimes seen as being bad or disruptive when we could be just trying to figure out our own brilliance. It has been said that every child is born a genius and then well-meaning adults, culture, society, and others talk us out of our own purpose and calling. Not you. Don't stand for this another day. And so she asked the question, like, what do you think that you're called to do? I actually stole this question. So I want everybody to answer that. Like I said, I always felt like I love to write, you know, and I wished I would have um, kept writing, but that's there. Now I am writing and now I am trying to sharpen that skill. You know what I'm saying? Because it makes me happy. You know, I'm still thinking of, um, even though I have all of these degrees in like stuff that has nothing to do with writing, but I'm thinking to transition over that because maybe that will make me feel more fulfilled or maybe I can do it part time, but I just know I want to write. I want to write and I want to, and I want to touch people. I like to encourage. That's just my thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, mom said I was called to be a light in darkness, including my own darkness. That's deep, mom, but that's good. That's good to help people who can't help themselves. That's awesome, Kristen. That's amazing. Hey, cousin Brenda. <laughs> this is me talking again. I was called to connect like-minded people, resources, and keeping things in order around me. It was something I always did, and now I'm perfecting that. It brings me joy. I love that. Is this Michi or Kristen? I don't know who's me anymore. <laughs> yes, Chris, that is your calling. Definitely your calling. Um, that's me says, okay, yes, that's definitely your call. There are two people that actually are admins to my, so I don't know who is who. Oh, this one is Michi. Okay. 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 <laughs> hey, yeah. Both of them are admins cause they, they make, they watch my analytics and make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So yeah, they be watching me. They be making sure I'm fulfilling my purpose. <laughs> 
So all of these things that we feel that we should do, if we are not, if we are not doing that, um, we're not fulfilling that purpose, then we need to stop what we're doing right now and reassess and reassess. And she asked a whole bunch of questions, but I wasn't going to do that to y'all. Y'all know I will do that to y'all, but I'm not. But it was just kind of some things that she asked, like, um, what are you called to do and to be? What do you really enjoy doing? And then she asked the question, who are you? I'm actually going to do the journals and the work and do answer these questions. Who are you? Have you ever just thought and sat and thought who you were? Who are you? Like beyond your name, obviously. But who are you? Not who you feel you should be or, or who you wish you would be. Who are you? You know what I'm saying? Um, it's weird navigating between the two pages. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I think it automatically switches you like that. I, I don't know why it does that. But then it's like, who are you? And what is your divine purpose? If you feel unsure, that's okay. So she's she got people doing homework. So, But I just thought that these was really good questions because I never actually said and thought who I was. I, I, I'm, I'm Renita. But what is Renita comprised of? Just like I said earlier, all I'm, I am comprised of a whole bunch of little things that that equals me. You know what I'm saying? So um, this was a good conversation, guys. Um, this is a good conversation. I will be back next Friday. I know I'm like one of them people. I'll go to the store and don't come back. But I will be back next Friday. <laughs> this was good. It feels back. I tried to do the Wednesday. The people didn't like the Wednesday. Then I was gone too long for the Friday. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to get myself together. You know, Michi always say I'm closing the studio. I'm like the <laughs> P. Diddy off the band. She's like, you're the most closing the studio girl. <laughs> Cousin Britta's laughing. <laughs> I'm always closing the studio. Like I said, I have to work on consistency. All these, I'm looking at these other YouTube channels and watching what they're doing. This is why I'm, I'm up at six in the morning, my time, which is five, y'all time, you know, because it's not a lot of traffic around that time. So I might can stand out in somebody another country, whatever. So I'm just trying to do the things to, to, to grow. If you have not already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel or um, www.beyondkind.com for all the content um that i post throughout the week um and i also send a newsletter i'm thinking of sending it every other week than every week because i kind of be getting annoyed with a whole bunch of emails so i'll send that out every other week um anything else anybody want to say before we we wrap it up i did pretty good today did pretty good mm. time wise you know i could talk for a long time <laughs> Well, um, if there is nothing else, um, make sure um, that you have a great week. You know, have a great weekend until next Friday. Um, oh, wait. Yes, very good. Thank you, cousin. Yes, I am going to watch that. And I'm actually going to do a review on that. I think I'm going to write the review about that because I want to write about that. And then there's a show with Kay Michelle about botched surgeries. And of course, I got to check out that Bill Cosby. So, so yeah. So yeah, I'm going to watch Janet because I read her book a long time ago, but I want to see if she's going to talk about some stuff for real. Because her book was kind of like, I don't know, it was kind of surface. So um, I'm, I'm excited because Janet is a goat. Janet is the greatest, you know. Um, and even when that Super Bowl thing happened, everybody tried to play in her face. I don't care if her whole wardrobe fell apart. Janet Jackson is an icon, and you can't take that away from her. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Oh, it's on now? Okay, well, let me get off because I want to watch that because it's on Lifetime. If you guys want to check it in, it's on Lifetime. So, um. Until next time, everybody, don't forget to be kind to other people, but we also also want you to be kind to yourself. Um, until next Friday, I'll be here. Bye. <laughs>